0: Today we finally come back to the Nusach of Shemonesrei and we're going to discuss the Bracha of Atakadosh after having spent two weeks discussing first the idea of kedusha, and then the prayer called kedusha, the that which is added to the Bracha of Atakadosh when we dive in B'tzibu when we have uh, Chazarat hashatz. Third Bracha of Shemonesrei, Atah Kadosh B'Shimcha Kadosh U Kedoshim Based on what we said in the last two weeks, the interpretation of the Bracha itself is now simple. I, I'm just gonna repeat basically what I've said in the past, applying it to these words, but the idea should be evident to anyone who has, in fact, listened for the previous two weeks. What does it mean, atakadosh? You are holy. What does it mean, vishim Kadosh? And your name is holy. What, what's the point of these two different phases? The answer, obviously, based on this, uh, the sheer two weeks ago, is that atakadosh, God is holy in the intrinsic sense of the word. Holy meaning, transcendent, meaning separated, meaning above, meaning beyond, meaning wholly different. God is the only thing to which the word holy can be applied. atakadosh. But, nonetheless, or therefore, or together with that, B'Shem chakadosh. Your name is holy, your name is the presence of God in the world. The presence of God in people's mouths, in our mouths. Those of us who are saying this tefillah, A'Shem chakadosh. The word Shem HaShem means... God as imminent in the world, and it's also holy, even though there's a contradiction in terms. If God is imminent, then He's not holy, because holy means transcendent. Holy means separated. The answer is, no. That's really the point. Since you are holy, therefore, when we call upon your your name, when we mention God as being holy transcendent, that transcendence is reflected in our mouths. It's reflected in our lives. It's reflected in... Nature in the world in which we live, and that reflection of infinity, that reflection of perfection, that reflection of transcendence is itself transcending, it's perfecting, and that is viktusha, that is the holiness of this world. So that's atakadosh, vishim kadosh. What's interesting and does require us to try to explain is the next line. Yom And the Holy Ones every day will praise you. Selah The question is, first of all, who does, the, who does the term refer to? Who are the Holy Ones? Somewhat more importantly, why are they called? kadoshim? And, why are they praising God? What is the fact that the Holy Ones praise God have to do with the Bukhata It's true that I know why they're called Ketoshim. They're called otherwise it wouldn't make any sense at all why they're in this Bukhah. But, but the Bukha is about the holiness of God. So what does it mean that holy other people, holy, holy things, holy people, praise and why do they praise God? Starting from the end, we've answered that question also. Praise is in fact the activity which lies... Behind Kedusha, sanctity in the world. As I pointed out last week, one of the most important devarim shebikdusha is baruchu. All you say is baruch. All you say is God should be blessed. You don't have to say the word God should be holy to be discussing the holiness of God. On the contrary, saying that God should be blessed, that I wish to reflect God, I wish to support God. I do support God by blessing God, that is the state of, of holiness. So the fact that the a, a, in fact the content of most of them, Shibitusha, is Halel, is praise of God. But who, who are these Kedoshim? The obvious answer is that it means that Tzadikim, it means good people, it means people, good people, those who do in fact praise God. We never find people like that are called Kedoshim, they're called Tzadikim. They're called Chassidim, they're called Yeshavim, they're, they're called Am Yisrael, Knesset Yisrael. It's very unusual to find people being called the holy ones. And this in fact is singular usage. And the reason is, again, we've already explained it. What makes people, Tzadikim or Yishavim or Hasidim or the Jews or the Jewish people or the congregation of Israel, what makes them holy? the fact that they are the phrase is in fact reflexive. Those who those who praise God on a daily basis they are kedoshim not in the sense that they're righteous or tzaddikim or wonderful. It's not that it's a good act. It's an act of sanctification by reflecting God's presence in the world by praising God by filling our mouths with the name of God. That's what makes Kedusha exists, that's how I explained it two weeks ago, and in a very small step forward, that's what makes the person who is doing that into a holy object, into a into, into holy people. They're holy in the sense not that they've been sanctified, but that they're sanctifying, because the act of sanctifying is the presence of sanctity. That's my main and only point. The act of praising God, the act of reflecting God is sanctity. Sanctifying God is sanctity. Perfecting oneself is sanctity, is perfection. So, uktoshim the phrase is actually backwards. Misha b'chol hu kadosh. He who, who praises God every day. Every day. That's his... He didn't do an action. That, that's his definition. Then his definition is the presence of God. His definition is a holy individual, meaning what does it mean holy? Holy is the word only describes God. You can't. There are no holy people. There's only holy God. A holy person is one who is the basis, is the carrier, is the chariot of the presence of God in this world. The mouth that praises God is the container for God in the world. That's what we call a holy person, a sacred, a, sacred, a sanctified, a sanctified, a sanctified person is a sanctified person. Okay, so the bracha reads "Ata Kadosh." You are holy. V'shimcha Kadosh. Your name in my mouth is holy, and therefore, it can be said that I am holy. Uktoshim uchoyam alucha And God's holiness. Why is Why is that mentioned in the bracha? Because we're describing God's holiness. What is God's holiness in the world? Not what is the meaning of holiness, but what is the, what is the the actual uh, manifestation. Of God's holiness in the world, we're not describing the mitzvahs that Sadiqim do. You couldn't use the word Sadiqim here. Why would we want to describe the mitzvahs that Sadiqim do when a bracha dedicated to describing God's sanctity? We're describing God's sanctity. What is God's sanctity? The fact that, okay, there is a comment made by the commentary of Rabiudah B'Abiaka on the Tefilot, on this particular line, uktoshim Uchayam Aluch HaSela, which at first glance appears to be totally enigmatic, but if you understand it, really explains, it adds dimensions to the B'Achah that I think are very important. B'Abiaka says the following, this line, uktoshim Uchayam Aluch HaSela, is based on a Medrash. The Medrash says as follows, God, when the Jews reached the, the sea and they needed to cross the sea the Egyptians were pursuing them and they cried out to God God said to them "Uma Adam Adam the first man who was only one person he was one person and I did for him Nisim Beniflaut I did wondrous things for him. So, the Klal of Am Yisrael, the whole people of Israel, surely I will divide the sea before them. The term used for the Klal of Israel is If Adam, who was one, I did for him miracles, so the kilak dosha, the holy congregation, I will surely do for them miracles. Yudiyaka the says, "What does this mean? You think it means that if I do miracles for one, I will surely do miracles for many? Then why are they called the holy congregation? You should simply have said, if for one I do miracles, then for the many, sibur Rabim, for the many I will surely do mitzvot. I, I will surely do miracles. Why, in expressing God, so to speak, we call kavachomer. If I did it for Adam, I will surely do it for you." So, if I did it for Adam who was one, I would do it for you who are Kedusha, the holy congregation. Says the meaning of the meditation is as follows. If Adam are shown who was one, I did a miracle because I'm one. What's called in the language of Chazal Ani, Yachid be'elionim vata, Yachid betachtonim. God is one in the heavens, and Adam was the one, one on, on earth, and that's why I did a miracle for him. So the Khilak dosha. I will show do miracles because they are holy and I am holy. In other words, the the comparison being made here is not between or the the kavachom is not between one and many. But if the one acts for the one, surely the holy acts for the holy. That's how he explains this medrash. And then we will look at That's the meaning of the And just like God does miracles for us because He is holy as we are holy, so we praise Him because He is holy as we are holy. In other words, God works for us because He is like us. He is holy and we are holy. Therefore, we praise Him because we are like Him. That's a Buryaka's expression of this of this book Very, very strange. First of all, what's the connection? What, what do miracles have to do with anything? Why are miracles being done on the basis of holiness? And why is it a kabachomer? If the one does for the one, surely the holy does for the holy. What's the connection between the likeness, the similarity of God's holiness and, ours, and our holiness that God should do miracles for us? And two... What is this reversal that Rabbi Yarka says? Is the meaning of the tefillah, not the meaning of the medrash. That similarly, if God does miracles to us because He's holy and we are holy, therefore we should praise Him because we are holy and He is holy. How does? What's the connection be, be, between the two things? Based on what we said, again, I'm not saying anything new here. Based on what we said, the answer is obvious, with a little bit of a, a little bit of an addition. Khilaak the holy congregation. What is the holiness of the congregation? What does the holiness of people consist of? It consists of what I called reflecting, what I called transcending or perfecting. The fact that man can transcend himself. What two weeks ago I explained was the essence of the concept of the image of God of Tsemelokim, the man can be more, and that can be more, man will Man's definition is that he is more, can be more than he is. In fact, the man comes closer to God. That's the meaning of kedusha of sanctity in the world. What's a miracle? A miracle is the presence of transcendence. In nature, where there isn't a Tzalem Elohim, then everything is equal to itself. The Effect is the sum of the causes. Something cannot come out of nothing. More cannot come out of less. The basic principle, according to Aristotle, of Aristotelian philosophy, of of Greek philosophy, Aristotle says, began with the question, what is, is, and what is not, is not. How can is come from not? Or, in other words, how can a change take place? How can A become B? A can only be A, and B can only be B, and the cause of B has to be B, and the, and the result of A has to be A. So that's not how answer for that called uh, uh, potentiality. He says that the the, the full grown oak is present in the seed. Nothing more can come out of the acorn than was already in the acorn. But things can go from potentiality to actuality. Okay, I'm not discussing Greek philosophy now. But that's the explanation of nature. A miracle is when truly something takes place that didn't have an antecedent, that didn't have a cause. The cause was God. The cause was not in the world itself. So the meaning of the medrash that as, as Riddhaka explains it is that when I was alone and you were alone I helped you surely when you are kdoshim, when you are transcending nature then God will also transcend nature. He will create more than the causes, than the, than the means justify. That's the connection between miracles and kdusha. Wherever there is kdusha, there is transcendence. And wherever there is transcendence, then the laws of nature don't apply. The laws of conservation of energy and matter, the laws of conservation, that nothing can come out of nothing, is the basic law of nature. That's also the basic law of non-sanctity, the profane world. Wherever there's no sanctity, then things are equal to themselves. Wherever there is sanctity, then we have transcended the bounds of nature. So the laws of nature are suspended. And God does for you that which is deserving, that should be done for you. And the sea is split. That's the explanation of the Medrish as Rudyaka explains it. But that's also the explanation of the, of the Bechah. And therefore, in the same way that God reflects His transcendence into the world, for those who are transcending themselves because they are reflecting God's transcendence, it's not just a midat connected negative middach, it's not just that it's worthy. It's the same thing. Real kedusha, real presence of God is created by transcendence. It's not that if I do A, so God will pay me back, because it's similar. That may be true for one and the one. But for the kedusha, and the kedusha, it's not two different Kedushahs. When we transcend ourselves and we reflect God, that is the presence of God. If the God is present, then the laws of nature are suspended. But so too, says Rabbi since you are holy and we are holy, therefore we should praise you. Because since you are holy, when we simply recognize that fact, which will be expressed in our praise, that will be our Kedushah, that will be the kedusha in the world. So the definition of the Ktoshim in the world is what they don't. It's not that they praise God because He's similar to them, and they have a certain prejudice. They have a certain we call in the gi'ah. They 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 uh, like-minded people speak about each other. No, no. The definition of to be the holy congregation is to praise God. They're holy because they reflect God's holiness. So sit. Therefore, the holy congregation will praise you because you are holy like them. That's the only reason why they are their Holy Congregation is because they are praising God. And that's the explanation of the B'chah. As, as basically what I said beforehand. Just a few Bruyaka, by his quotation of the Midrash and his somewhat surprising interpretation of the Midrash and his application of the Midrash to this B'chah, I think just deepened the point. Atah Kadosh v'shimcha Kadosh and therefore, kadoshim v'chol yom, Yeluh therefore, we praise you every day. Because that's what makes your Kedusha in this world apparent. That's what makes it present. That's what makes it exist. The fact that we, who automatically become the Kedushim, in the saying of it, are praising you every day. This understanding, I think, explains an interesting anomaly of this Bracha, one that's somewhat controversial, but nonetheless uh, present in the tradition. A normal Bracha in Shemar in order to fulfill... The legal requirement of Samuch Me'ain Chatima, Samuch Le the last line of the Bracha is some sort of a summation, and then comes the the closing, Paruch HaTashem. So, like a standard Bracha will be, uh, uh, and those I ask for, Refuash Lima, Ki Kel Melech Hofei Neman Ata. Please, please heal me, for you are a great healer. Blessed are you who heal the sick. You need a me'en chatimah, a summation of the content, samuch lechatimah, before the lechatima. This vercha, in Nusach Ashkenaz, the line, or what should have been the last line is, and everyone recognizes this line, because sometimes we do say it, ki kel melech kadosh ata. Today, in Nusach Sfad, Nusach Sfad of Chassid the line appears, in Nusach Ashkenaz it does not appear, but the truth is, it's, it's controversial. Even in Nusach Sfad, it doesn't always appear. Even in Nusach Ashkenaz, we do say it in ledovador which I'll, we need to get to, but there the line does appear. Atah kadosh, we could have said kadosh, kadosh, and now the, Me'en Chatima HaKi Kadosh hata. Why? Because the Bukha is about God. So the, 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 the summation is, For you are holy. Hashem, you are holy. Standard Nusach Ashkenaz does not have that line. It's simply missing. As I said, it's not, it's not a question of Nusach Ashkenaz. There are different Nusachot in, 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 Jewish history, which float around. And today the sedum have more or less become, uh, become fixed, although it's not 100% fixed even today. Based on what I said, the reason is simple. You do need Me'en Chatima, Samoch And the Me'en Chatima is you are holy. But the point of this bracha is that the Holy Ones praise you every day, that is describing God's holiness. It's not describing the Holy Ones. We have no interest in any way in this bracha to say that the Holy Ones do A, B, or C, or D. The bracha is about God, not about people. But my point was, i just repeat it one more time, (laughs) my point was is that if people, if the Holy Ones, if if anybody is praising God, that is, is God's holiness in the world. So there is no need for another line. That's the content. That's the summation. And, and for for what reason do we say this? Because your kedusha, your sanctity, is present every day in the world. Where is it present? It appears to be about people, but it's really about It's really about God. It's really about the holiness of God. Baruch atah Hashem, HaKer HaKadosh. Okay, that's end of part one. Part two. There is another Nusach for this Vachah, and since we are learning the text of Shavon HaSrei, we cannot uh, avoid that there is another Nusach, Nusach that said, in Nusach Ashkenaz, in Chazarat HaShatz, in Nusach Sfarad of and at least according to many versions of it. It said, only in Muzach, but it said, <laughs> totally different version of the bacha. Apparently, I believe this is correct. The explanation is that in fact it is. Yes, it's a totally different version of the bacha. If you go back far enough, beyond Sidurim, beyond Sidurim that which, we, which we have, you get to Nusach Bavel, Nusach Eretz Israel—two very different versions of Tfilah, One that was in Bavel, and one that was in Eretz Israel. Nusach Tfilah if everybody today is based on Nusach Bavel, but apparently the Ashkenazi communities originally daven Nusach Eretz Israel, and they switched to Nusach Bavel, and sometimes they attempted to preserve both. And if we had these two different nusachot, Ataka Dosh is Nusach Bavel, Dov Vador apparently is Nusach Eretz Israel, and the pshara, the compromise was made that. We'll say them both. We won't abandon it completely. And that's how the other examples, many examples, in Nusach Ashkenaz of two different Nusachot, both which are said. The most famous one is Sim Shalom and Shalom Rav. And there are other examples as well. Apparently, somehow keep both Nusachot alive. Okay, so it's an ancient Nusakh which still exists in the filah in one way or another, depending on which Nusach Yudam. What does it mean? What's special about it? The point that's being made in this bracha is similar to Atakadosh, the second line, uktoshim Eluchasela, the holy ones who praise you every day. So here it says, Lidov, in every generation, we will, it doesn't say the holy one. it says we, we will speak, we will say uh, your greatness. And for all eternity, we will sanctify your holiness. Uh, and your praises, God, will not Leave, will not be absent from our mouths forever. Okay, so it's more or less the same thing. It's an elaboration of Uktoshim, Replacing us with the, replacing the Uktoshim with us, we. And this is three times. We will, We will praise you, we will sanctify you, we will talk about your greatness. What's What's different about this? It's a difference of emphasis, but I think a very, very clear difference of emphasis. The main difference here is you're missing the, the cute little vote about how human beings are holy when they sanctify. It doesn't, doesn't call us the holy ones, it calls us ourselves. We will do. The difference in emphasis is the extreme emphasis here on the Do-Rado, the, do, the Netzach-Netzachim. Lo yamush la olam constancy and eternity. You could say that that was present in Ataka Doshim's work. yom and holy ones every day will praise you. First of all, you don't have there the eternity. Every day is every day that they're alive. Here it says la olam but even more important, I think, is the constancy. Mipinu lo yamush, your praises won't leave our mouths. It's 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 beyond what is factually true. There are other things that I speak about in the course of the day, and in those minutes the praise of God is not found in my mouth. But somehow we're saying that no no, we're like we're saying it won't happen. Furthermore, it's not a descriptive. It sounds more like an a a a a um, a promise. It's not that Anu we praise you every day. We're saying every day we shall praise you it's a declaration of intent rather than a mere description we're not saying we praise you every day we're saying we shall praise you every day we think even more important a small difference has to with the order of the words every day we shall praise you and for all eternity we shall sanctify you and for not even for one second shall our mouths be emptied of your of your praise this point, is I think the main difference, the main uh, chiddish, the main addition of this particular version of the Baha. What's the point here? Constancy and eternity. The explanation is what we said in the past with one, I think I probably said in the past as well, but I'm, one little extra point. If in the past I said that God's sanctity in the world is man's reflection of God's transcendence. The imperfect world's reflection of the perfection of God. The imminent in the world reflecting the transcendence of God. I want to add just one word. Only. The only presence of Dusha in the world, the only basis for sanctity in the world, is the human being who reflects God's transcendence. The only way that the transcendent, the holy other, the boundless and beyond all bounds can be found in the world is if people in the world are rising above themselves and engaging in that form of transcendence and perfection in the imminent and imperfect world. Only thus can there be sanctity in the world except in perhaps very unusual and one time circumstances uh, Matan Torah, God came down into the world for the purposes of showing the Jews that it could be done but then immediately he left and the only way you can have real Kdusha in the world is Jews climb up the mountain if it's only this then the thought that there could be a moment when nobody would be doing that when no human being would be in fact serving or then or when Am which is the real bearer of God's presence if Klal Yisrael would not be engaged in carrying the burden in being the chariot of the God then we're discussing with we're describing we're imagining a situation where God is not in the world at all if God is not in the world at all that that can't be theoretically I think the world could exist according to the theory practically God makes the world exist anyhow because of his ultimate chesed. But logically, the world can't exist if God is not within it. Nothing can exist without God. Furthermore, it's definitely scandalous to my mind that I can accept upon myself the fact that I live in a world and there's no God in the world. And therefore, we accept upon ourselves what sounds like an impossible burden. It is an impossible burden, but there's no choice. That even for one second, I will not stop engaging in being the the chariot, the Merkavala Shechina, the chariot of the presence of God. Now, since you can do this without actually talking, but just living your life, you also do it. So it, it's more practical than it sounded. But I think it's meant to be impractical. Perhaps I personally won't do it, but we, Am yes, that's the meaning of that's the meaning of their existence—to be not to not to engage sometimes in praising God. If Praising God was a good thing. There were other good things as well. You have to balance out your life. Learning Torah is good. Chesed is good. Davening is good. Wearing citizens is good. Giving stuck is good. Then you have to figure out how you can do all those things. So sometimes you do one, sometimes you do b, sometimes you do c. It's a mitzvah to praise God. It's a mitzvah to daven. It doesn't mean you have to daven all day long. It doesn't mean you should daven all day long. You have other things to do, which are important. But if we're not talking about here the mitzvah, the good thing of praising God, we're talking here about being the only anchor for the presence of God for the presence of perfection in this imperfect world then you can't balance it out with other obligations then you have to say that the for all eternity we will sanctify you and your praise will not drop out of our mouths even for one second for all eternity because the alternative is simply unthinkable. That's what's added by Ludovado to make it clear that it's not just a wonderful thing that we can create sanctity. It's the minimum necessity for the existence of the world or at least the kind of world that we're willing to live in. And that wasn't found in Atakadash, or maybe only implicitly in the one time that it says there v'chol uh, every day. But every day, doesn't quite catch it the way the tripartite repetition in the Dovah does catch it. That's why it's a very, very special, very, very special beracha. Okay, with that, we've completed our long, rather long-winded uh, discussion of Ketushah, arising from the Barakah, Bekat And we will begin next week to get to what I defined originally as being the heart of the Bakashot, the requests. Ein Tfilat HaTachanunim. Our supplication of God begins with the next Bacha. The first one is the next 13 Bachot. The first one being Bekat Hadat, Chonen Hadat. And we will simply do what we committed ourselves to doing in the beginning. Read the Bacha, understand the words, and explain why these words were chosen to convey which ideas by they who wrote the tefillah. Chachameinu Zechonam the Kol tov.